Hey guys, it's Marsha Hoffines, and you are listening to the Storytellers Podcast, where we dig in, go deep, find ourselves, maybe cry, maybe laugh. We surrender, but we go home, and we go home big. We feel inspired. It's the story behind the cellophane. It's the story inside the truth. It's a story that most people don't want to tell, but we're here to share. Let's get started. Um, being less uh like it's it's freed up there's it's more spacious now like before you know when you're going through something and you're healing from something you're like and it's especially with something like acute and painful like you're mm-hmm. all of your attention and focus and like concern is kind of right under the surface with that thing so now I feel a little freed up. I feel like I've kind of like worked through some stuff with that and it feels more spacious and God, thank God. <laughs> it was exhausting there for a while. <clears throat> so I hit the record button in the middle of your flow because I was like, this is just, this is good. So we're just going to go ahead and start that. The, but that's, that's what happens. I, I, it's what happens every single time I podcast. Sometimes I forget to hit the record. Well, I purposely don't start the record button because I feel like sometimes that puts people in like, and now I've got to perform. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, but a lot of times the most uh, delicious part of the conversation come when we're just chit-chatting and catching up before we actually start. And I was like, mm, this is like, this is good. And I have no idea if we're going to continue talking about it as we move on, but here I am with the one and only Renee Novello today, long time lover and friend. Oh, oh what? Like 12 years, okay, 13 so I, years. I had this flashback mm-hmm. of, well, just kind of this moment in the shower when I was getting ready this morning about like all the moments that have led to right now and all the passing throughs and you know, the, just the, the fun things that we've been able to do and explore together over the, yeah, the course of years and just how that has bonded us and how mm-hmm. we are now in this moment, it was just all catching up with me at once. And I was like, wow, imagine that, like all the circumstances that, you know, lined up. Yeah. We've had, I mean, we've had quite a, like, I think about you at the same Like, I can't think about you and not think about Colleen at the same time, right? Like people who are just like with you and in it and just always there and each relationship, obviously the one that I have with Colleen, the one I have with you is like its own little like micro experience within another experience. (laughs) Like that's the only way I can explain it, but like big and rich and full and Um, I was sharing with Renee that my husband was asking me because I always put like funny little names in my calendar for what I'm doing. I don't know why, like everything, like I, like I'm meeting with my friend Olivia on Friday morning and her sister Rosie is coming and Rosie is, um, special needs. I don't even know if that's accurate to say or appropriate to say. So if I just offended, I don't know. I apologize but I taught her yoga for a while. And it was like some, one of the most special moments I haven't seen Rosie in a while. Rosie's coming with Olivia and in the calendar, it says meeting with Rosie. And then in parentheses, it says, I don't 
really care about seeing you, Olivia. It's just really <laughs> about seeing Rosie and Rob's like, what is this? All about? Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just my, it's Keep just my way. Of, it's just my way of doing things. But today I had pod with nay. He's like, that sounds like a snuggle fest. I'm like, it kind of <laughs> is because like, I love, I love this. Um, I love this story because it really was one of those moments where I'm like, ah, yes. Like we were in the middle of doTERRA convention where like, there's this, uh, unspoken expectation, expectation to like show up and do all the things and be all the things. And, and you and I were like low key in our own way at the time, probably not even really knowing why, like Mm -hmm. kind of rejecting the, rejecting the hype, but like still wanting to be in it. And we were in Atlanta. (laughs) We were. You were like, let's watch a comedy. And you introduced me to Sebastian. I'm not gonna be able to say his last name. Right. Yeah. Say it from, do you say it for me? What's his last name? Maniscalpa. Maniscalpa something. I, yeah. He's well, you guys probably know who we're talking about. He's hysterical, but like literally you were like unbutton your top button and unzipped your pants. <laughs> you're like, and I'm and you like laid there with your hand on your belly. And I was like, this is it, man. This is my people. How? <laughs> This is, this is what gets me so excited. It's just to lay in a freaking hotel room in the dark, two different beds. Although it wouldn't have mattered if we were laying next to each other, we don't care. But we also had that space thing. I'll never forget traveling with you. You're like, I need my own bed. And I'm like, fine, I'll share a bed. <laughs> Someone else. <laughs> yes. That was a good moment or a good experience. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? We were, we've always been a little on the fringe, a little on the rebellious side. We're like, oh, you want us to show up at this agenda? Well, we'll be there when we get there. So <laughs> funny, I just I just made an Instagram post yesterday about this deep rejection that I have to whenever somebody, somebody tells me, oh, you should do this. Right. Like, And I know it's because people just see what I'm doing and they're like, they want me to like do all the things. So I'm successful or whatever, but it's like, you should write a book. You should do this. And I'm like, absolutely not. And last week I was in this whole quandary in my head about why I'm like, so against doing reels right now. Like I literally am like puke all over the floor. Like I couldn't even bring myself to do it. But before we were supposed to do them. I was all over doing them. like, if you go back, I was like doing it. And I was like doing my thing. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? And I know it's like kind of a man gen thing to kind of be like, oh, I'm just going to do things my own way and forge my own path and whatever. But I really dug into like how I prefer to communicate. And anytime anyone's telling me how I should be doing it, I 1000% will not do yeah. it. You have a 1, five line too, right? I am a five line as well. Yeah. So people want to project, project what you to me. Yes. should be doing. So it's, it's not just, it's like my five line, but it's also the different gates that I have on my design side and my personality side that are in my mercury. It's like this fascinating thing. And so here we just go, just jumping into um, human design stuff, but like what, tell everybody, what is your, your, um, your chart? My stats. Yeah. What are your stats? So I am a projector. I'm a self-projected projector, which is my authority. And I, yeah, I'm a six, two, I got seven open centers and yeah, it's been a really interesting 
life enhancing piece of information to know even, you know, some of that, but now I've like kind of been able to integrate more of it now. And I'm like, oh, well, this makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. It's fun when I do readings for people. I'm like, oh, just you wait, right? Because I know that first hit, like you get, you're like, oh my God, this makes sense. This feels good. I get it, I get it, I get it. And then like you first introduced me to my human design and you really, I mean, if you remember, you just gave me like high level details, but it was so profound for me. It was so expansive. And what I, you know, becoming a reader and doing readings for people, it's sometimes, it's funny, I sometimes forget about my own chart. I don't know if you do that at all, but like, I I get so into looking at everybody else's stuff that I forget about my own. So every once in a while, when I'm sitting back, I'm like, where is this in my chart? And what is this? And then all of a sudden I ask, like, like, even just hearing you remind me that that's a five line thing. I'm like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. People Mm -hmm. are going to tell me how they want me to be. I think for most people, you really, it does benefit you greatly to have someone else, many someone else's tell you oh, about your chart. Yeah. We, ju- we just can't see ourselves. You know, we can't, we can, we can intellectualize and be like, oh yeah, that's this and that's this. But then someone else can just really, um, you know, solidify and put together the pieces of like mm-hmm. perspective for us. I think, mm-hmm. especially with looking at things like, um, you know, probably astrology too in human design yeah super helpful to have multiple pieces of input I think yeah I mean I've had my chart read three times now yeah and each time I learn something different because the reader's coming in seeing something right. completely different about it and I know how I read I like start everything from the incarnation cross and then I like trickle it down through the chart and pull out all the appropriate things that show people their purpose right it's just so much fun um Indeed it is. And I, I really do have you to thank for all of that. And I don't know what happened in 2020. I was just like minding my own business, doing my own thing. And I literally was like every other day, do you read charts? Do you read charts? And I remember I was referring a bunch of people to you and you were like, oh, I'm kind of taking a break from that. And also I was like, wait a minute, Marcia, people are asking you to read their charts, go certify. And it's just been such a, I love it. Like it's been such a rewarding um experience for me so thank you oh yes I'm because so happy you, that you've gone down this path and yeah. explored it deeply because yeah it's great it's like oh such a uh such an, a new um lens to put on your life and and other and help other people to see themselves and I mean ultimately um a lot of times we are you know um going through life and, you know, we're using our energy in ways and you, we're, we're really being something that we actually aren't and that creates suffering. And to be able to just shed a little light on like, hey, this might be actually a point of um, suffering for you or misalignment. It's yeah. like, you know, and then what they decide to work with it or not, or come back to it later. Yeah. That gets to be really rewarding and help you know just to help be a helper in that way for sure Mm -hmm. yeah just to guide people is just such a gift and expand them into another way of functioning right if everything's energy then everything's an energetic problem yeah absolutely. and if we don't understand 
the energetic problem within ourselves or around ourselves, then we can't identify the problem. Funny, I just had a Facebook memory pop up from 2016, where I was talking about everything is being energy. I was like, oh, geez, it's been fascinating to watch some of these like old memories pop up. And I'm like, well, at least I'm still on, um, on brand. Yes. Right. It's all, it's all (laughs) happening all at once, which is weird. Right. It's like, you get these reminders and you're like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, or maybe you grow out of things, but I I hear you. It's interesting when you get those reminders or like, oh yeah. Yeah. So at the beginning of our conversation, well, let me actually just pause one more time and, and do a proper um, introduction of Renee. So Clearly, I've known Renee for a long time. And as you can guess at this point, she also is a beautiful human design guide. She is a coach. What kind of, would you call it? What, just a- I call it a mentor. A mentor? Yeah, I particularly like to help people with really self-connection back to like who they who they are. And that could be through human design. It could be through their, their intuition Wonderful. and their gifts. But yeah, a mentor, I would say. Wonderful. Wonderful. And- She's multi-talented. I know has dabbled and may still be dabbling in flipping homes and doing real estate. She's, she trained under me with yoga. She has two beautiful children. She lives now down in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, her and I have grown up, grown out, <clears throat> grown inward mm-hmm. together and really seen each other through you know, it's funny because there is this sense of sameness, but just like this, like even more um, ownership over that sameness, if that makes sense, like just peeling back all the shit and just getting to who we actually have always known each other to be. And it's been such a wonderful gift to be on that journey with you. So thank you for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I yeah. love to have expansive conversations with people like that are, you know, on their path and really asking me, you've always asked amazing questions, like mind opening questions. I think that you've inspired me since literally the first day I met you or probably took a yoga class with you. Maybe was our very first introduction, but might've been, might've been that sounds about, that sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Yoga is where we meet. It's true. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's been something that's been really interesting to me lately. Um, is watching some of my like worlds collide. People who met me and knew me uh, in the yoga space. Obviously, I spent twenty plus years there, so there's a lot of people who met me that way. I know don't really know me outside of that, but now there's this whole new group of people who don't know me that way and have never met me that way. And it's just interesting to watch the, like, and it's been something in my head where I'm like, I want to start meeting people, not through yoga. (laughs) Like I need to, and this was something that I was intending before um, pandemic nation hit, right? I was like, really, I'm, I was going to focus 2020 on getting out to the community and meeting more people and not just being in my little yoga bubble. And it obviously that. it took some time, but here I am finally doing it. So yeah. um, be, when we first were 
chatting before I even hit um, the record button, you said your approach to life has changed and you were talking about prioritizing rest, water, and joy. <laughs> and I, I kind of, I would love to start there as a, like a, a point in the sand of where we're going to go with the conversation and like, how did you get there and why did you get there? And what is that all about? Mm, I love this. Well, let's see. I like many, many people, right? I like move through life very, um, just very like in the, in the pursuit of earning in the pursuit of like, you know, all the things that we kind of come into this world and sign up for, right? Like gotta earn your degree, you gotta earn your career, whatever, right? And I moved through life doing that at a very, you know, steady pace and doing all the things, right? That I thought that I needed to do to be fulfilled. And, you know, I um, got into being an entrepreneur, as you know, and are involved with me in, and that journey was um, something that I loved a lot. And it also got to be at a point where I, you know, was really pushing my energy out of alignment. And I was met with, as some of us are, a disruption in the form of burnout, which um, was pretty significant. And there was, you know, some physical and, you know, really uh, kind of challenging circumstances around that, that then took me to that place, right? Where you start to really think like, well, you know, you're not, you're kind of in a void. You're in a void of not knowing what's coming next, but you know that what you've been doing, you cannot sustain any longer at that level of output and things have to change. And that's a good thing. But at the time, you know, we resist, right? I resist. So I resisted moving through that and I was kind of flailing around and, you know, feeling lost in terms of like that ethic of earning and doing and all that was like being questioned. And that was really hard for me because I think I had a lot of self worth around that. And my ego was definitely involved. And, you know, I was like, oh shit, like if this isn't who I am or this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, like, who am I? Like, what, what is happening? And um, that really required me to slow down to a fairly uncomfortable pace. <laughs> you know, it's like, going fast is sometimes easier, right? When you slow down and you listen inward and you start to get very quiet, it's like, oh, there's stuff here that I have been trying to avoid and not deal with. And so, yeah, it's been unpacking over the past few years of, um, it's, you know, the trajectory I think I've, my soul needed to go on to get to that place where it was like, yeah, I kind of like to go all in. I mean, I, you know, and, and see things for myself and get through it. And then yeah. And then I'm like, wait a minute, there's some things here that I really need to look at. So I really slowed everything down. And now like things have simplified and my human self is really something, I mean, I prioritize her, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I don't necessarily operate from, I wouldn't say my human is really driving me anymore. It's more of a aspect of my higher self. And I have never felt better. 
Um, so my, my days are pretty simple now. Like I'm not pushing myself in, I'm allowing an unfolding and I'm allowing a excitement to kind of bubble up and things that I can't possibly be in charge of that are turning out even incredibly better than I could ever um, orchestrate, right? Like I was orchestrating everything and trying to control everything and be so, you know, good or whatever, right? And then all of a mm -hmm. sudden it's like, nope, not anymore. You got to learn this other way, you know? And so now it's like, things are simple. I just, I pray, like water for me. I mean, I'm talking not just drinking enough water, but that does help for sure. And keeping, <laughs> keeping my channel clear, but also I live near the water now. And that has absolutely transformed me. I was very landlocked, you know, um, mm -hmm. most, well, yeah, most all of my life, except a brief time in my twenties. And then coming back to being near water, I feel so inspired and creative and I've tapped into something entirely different that I didn't even know, or I didn't, or I'm remembering about myself. Right? Are you a water sign? Yeah, I'm a Scorpio. That's what I thought. Yeah. Perfect. I am. I am. <clears throat> so, yeah. So the water and like being well rested mm -hmm. and um, feeling whatever can I can then do to like spark up some in that feeling of just giddiness and joy is kind of like it's able now to, to come through. Whereas before I was really like pressing all that away and I was pressing that down because I didn't necessarily feel like that was, um, yeah, it's, it, it wasn't necessarily like something I felt like I was worthy of. I mean, there's a lot of stuff there, right? Lots right. Of that, but yeah. Yeah. Essence, that's kind of how I've gotten to this place. Yeah. You said, um, you said something that is really thematically so beautiful in what the last two years, if allowed, gave people, which was this slowing down. And now I, I, I do know, and I'm aware that you started this process also before then. Um, and I'm also sensitive, I mean, sensitive maybe is the wrong word, but I'm also aware that there's many people out there who might hear this and be like, okay, but what do you, what do you, how do you as a you know, maybe single parent or somebody who has to work, incorporate this feeling into their life. And, and this is bringing me to, you know, what I teach in masterclass and what I, I guide women through all the time, which is forget about all of that. It's an embodiment, right? You can still go slow and simplify even if the, I'm going to use your words, the human experience seems to dictate otherwise, right? It's an embodiment. It's a feeling. It's not necessarily a, um, what your day looks like. Now your day may look <clears throat> very different than it did before. Um, and, and I know that this is possible because I see women do it all the time. I see women who show up in total struggle mode. They are their circumstances. They cannot find a way through it. Who, you know, and no, this is not intended to be like a plug for my course or anything like that. I'm just, I'm <laughs> speaking from experience, right? Even people who do human design readings with me or, or anything, or even just are doing work on their own, showing up to my yoga classes that now are look nothing like they used to look right. One of my, you know, just to 
relate to what you're saying. Like one of my big desires and why I wanted to so badly get out of the freaking yoga scene was I was like, it just had to be faster and bigger and harder and louder and more. And it was just like defeating the purpose of what it was supposed to be. And I got back to being able to teach the slower, the more uncomfortable pace um, without having to fulfill some unidealistic, I don't even know if that's the right word, expectation of what it should be. Right. And I think we do spend a lot of time because of that early on, like even when babies are just babies and you're like, is she walking yet? And like, if they're not walking yet, like then something's gotta be wrong. Right. And it's like, well, no, what if my child just wants to freaking go slow? <laughs> right. Like what's mm-hmm. like, we always, you know, it's just so funny. We always look at babies. We're like, let them be babies forever. But are they eating yet? <laughs> it's like, just what's that? Right. There's a lot of that unspoken even or implied expectation that if we aren't on a trajectory, a quote unquote normal, you know, timeline and trajectory. And yeah, I think we're on, I think we are to your point collectively unwinding a lot of that, but it's Mm -hmm. deeply, you know, ingrained. So of course there's lots of resistance, process, uh, process and resistance. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So if you were to say the biggest thing you're healing from, maybe it was different a year ago or what's been the biggest healing, letting go, surrendering. I don't know what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. That's allowed you to just expand and open yourself into the space. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I feel like I, I, well, I I know that I came into this life to, um, to do the healing, to do some healing. And it's not just physical stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's generational stuff. It's some energetic heavy lifting that apparently I was like, oh yeah, sounds good. Sign me up. So (laughs) I'll take it. But I think, Um, I think I just want to comment on this. Like you just said something that just made me think. I too feel the same way. And I think that we have a tendency then to almost surround. We, we, we find ourselves collecting the people who are like, I'm here to do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. 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 Keep going. We need each other for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would answer that probably, I mean, of course there's been actual things, right? Like you could look at the layers of healing, right? Like I've done things for my physical body that it needed. I've adjusted things. I've continued to adjust things and stay open to that. And that mm-hmm. has been a literal like check-in daily, right? I know, I know you can relate to that. Um, emotional stuff for sure. I had to kind of go along kind of with that and unpack that. And then, you know, I, I guess it hasn't been necessarily one Thing. It has been sort of a spiral of, you know, like, like, a, like I get this image of like a tornado sort of, or a cyclone of mm-hmm. like, oh, 
as we're picking up this, we're now picking up this and it's all kind of getting wrapped together. So, I mean, I, I dove deep into some interesting things with my lineage, breaking things off that were going on for generations that I was starting to realize were becoming patterns in my own life. Like I I definitely have stayed open to like just asking questions and going deeper, even when it was sucked and even when it was painful, right? So there's been a lot of layers to that, mm-hmm. a lot of layers to that. Um, but also in terms of like just understanding and giving myself permission to, um, you know, I mean, one thing I can definitely speak to is I um, have been a highly sensitive person with those traits, like something that I was born with, right? Like people who are highly sensitive are born that way. And those traits were complicated for most of my life. Like I was very confused by that because most of the world doesn't come from that place. And so coming back to understanding what it means to be, means to have those traits, um, seeing them mirrored in my children, being able to parent them from a way that I had, you know, wished I had been, I, I mean, all those things are kind of been very big umbrellas, right? Like um, knowing what it's like to, to be, a, you know, a pretty open channel. Like, I mean, even in terms of human design, like I'm really open and picked up some stuff along the way that's not mine that I had to come to terms with dealing with. So yeah, many layers to that. I mean, I don't know if that exactly answers your question, but that's been my experience. And it's like, um, obviously very nuanced and continues like seriously every day. Yeah, no, it does answer. And, you know, you speak, you speak my language just in so many ways, like everything that I do, I just always come back to these energetic bodies, right? It's, we spend so much time in the brain yeah, and we neglect so much other stuff. And, and in fact, it's just reminding me of a conversation I was having with my daughter yesterday. She, um, she's had this misalignment in her body forever and ever, but she was a dancer and flexible and strong. And it just, it didn't really start creeping up and bothering her until last year. And it was her, her rib sticks out and she feels like she's got this weird space on the side and she has a really low level of scoliosis. Like, and when I say low level, like a doctor's office wouldn't pick it up, but we also know that that's not accurate. Like, Mm -hmm. but whatever, it doesn't fall within the range to require her to be braced or anything like that. And so we've been on this journey, uh, you know, we got x-rays done just to make sure there wasn't something crazy going on that we needed to know about. And through the different modalities and healers that we've been working with for her, she was referred to this woman who does something it's called like, um, scoliotis so it's like pilates for people who have scoliosis but the woman herself was also a dancer so she can speak bella's language which is really awesome for bella and the i asked bella i was like so how was it she was like well she basically gave me breathing exercises to fix my and i'm like yes right it's it's this powerful thing that we don't ever spend time to 
actually implement in our life. And even in my own healing journey over the past year and a half, coming up on two years, it really has been like the physical therapy work. Cause I'm like in physical therapy because of just like my body's totally not moving correctly because of the trauma from X, Y, and Z. And then again, you get to explore all the like, you know, generational stuff that starts to pop up, but it's really been like, gotta lay there and breathe and just like watch everything soften and watch everything surrender and watch it let go. And then sometimes through the breath comes the tears and the emotions, right? It's, it's um, just on the really easy to understand perspective of how to tap into like any energetic healing, breathe. Oh my gosh. And I don't just mean breathe. I mean, there's a way you need to breathe. So like, don't just be like, yes, we're all breathing, but you've got to breathe like big into your belly, full into your diaphragm, let the rib cage move, let it just like go. Definitely. You know, that's an interesting practice. I've resisted breath work for, I mean, you know, I dabble, right. I dabble with the ones Mm -hmm. that feel good. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's interesting that embodiment piece and breath work is such a powerful way to get there and to be in your body as all this other stuff is sorting itself out. I feel you there. I mean, and I, I, for one, and I know most of the world walks around, right? Like I spent most of my life, not even conscious of breathing. Yeah. Yeah. We we take it for granted. (laughs) Totally, 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 totally. So I know that, um, you have, well, actually, let me just, when you talk about um, the lineage healing, hmm. can you get specific on that? Like when you said that, I, 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 the patterns that were coming up for you and can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, well, I mean, For example, I know one thing that I'm unpacking and working with, and I actually do have someone helping me with this because I, I don't have this skill set that she has. She's actually a generational healer. She's amazing. Um, She can help with unwinding curses and spells that have been placed in your family back way, way long ago. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, she's, she's wonderful. So there's been this focus on breaking um, up this pattern, this habitual pattern in my nervous system that I was basically inherited from being in my mother's womb, who mm-hmm. she inherited. And, you know, I know that it comes from her side of the family and it's definitely around a um, fight or flight nervous system um, habit energy of anxiety. And I've been writing, rewriting my copy and redoing my website because again, I felt like everything was out of alignment there, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to create that to feel better for me, um, really, you know, and, and this piece is interesting because it's like that anxiety has, um, been even in a very sneaky, low level way a lot of why I operate, <laughs> like a lot of the driving, a lot of the decisions that I've made my whole life. Like, mm. so 
that, for example, is something actually um, that I'm, I'm working with her on. And yeah, it's, it's really like, again, it's subtle, but it will shift everything. I mean, my kids are yeah. older, but if my kids were like super little, this, they wouldn't have to deal with it. Now they kind of have their own path, right? With that, mm-hmm. but it will help them to be right. able to not see that played out. Right. So right. really, yeah, I mean, that, it's, it's really interesting how these things that we are, um, we inherit, you know, we inherit and they shape us and we don't even understand it. We don't even know where it originates from. Not that that mm-hmm. even matters, but it's just like mm-hmm. what's going on under the surface. Yeah. Unseen. Yeah. And sometimes it can be super in your face too. Um, something that I realized for, and, and I was reading, it was interesting how this all came up. I had been doing some work with, um, to be magnetic. And then, um, I had done a, um, healing session with Olivia Howard, who also does like just generational and stuff like that, generational healing sessions. And I was reading the book, Big Leap. I don't know if you've ever read it. Yeah. I yeah. Well, back. Yeah. And it's one of those books. It's super easy to read. And he asks like some really, really good questions in it. And I was reading it and there was a question about what's the contract that you have with your family. It was all around money. Hmm. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> this is like this deep intertwined, like before my parents, before their parents thing that we needed to struggle with money and that if you have money, it's bad. And if you don't have money, it's bad. And having any money is bad and you should give it to other people. But then if you don't give it to other people, it's this whole fucked up, yeah. like, and it was something that really, um, I don't know if I could have seen it as clearly as I did if I hadn't been doing some other healing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I don't know if this happens for you, but every time you think you're like, Oh, I get it. That's it. That's it. And also you're like, no, it's not it. And I almost feel like sometimes, um, and I, and I've, I've, I've had to take this stance a little bit in the past year, especially, and you, you, probably maybe can relate to this. Like when you're really in the thick of like physical stuff, everything can't be a lesson. (laughs) Like you're like, I just need to figure this out first. Right. Like everything can't be this big moment, this big, like, you know, it's happening forward. Blah. It's like, sometimes it just like you, you even said it before you're like, and sometimes there's just stuff. Right. And it's not like this curse that you have on you or this, thing that you need to deal with from the past. It's just literally like your situation. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> like just lost my train of thought. Cause I got all distracted with, with that moment. But in all of that, in the past year, I really sat and focused on doing some other deep exploration of where do some of these patterns come from and why am I this way. And what's happened is, and I don't know if this is happening for you, but the more clear I've got, the more I'm being presented in front of people who are like telling me the things that I'm like, Oh yeah, thank you. I am that you're right. 
you see me now. And I, and I just can't help but think like for the past, like, even when you knew me, when I said in the beginning, like we saw each other for the sameness that we are, even with all the other stuff around it, not many people were able to see me that way or able to see you that way because of all the other stuff and because of their own I was going to say, because stuff. of their own stuff. Yeah. Let my cat in who's banging at the door, but I can hear you. Yeah. Cat wants to join us. Okay, let your cat join you. I'll make sure. <laughs> you know, I have like a new little white cat. I saw. That's not my cat though. It's Bella's cat. I didn't know I was going to be so attracted to cats. I'll suddenly. Here you are. And here I, I am. They creep in, don't they? Yep. So what else do you want to share? What else would you want to let everybody know around healing and the journey and the path and all the tools and all the mm. things? <clears throat> I would say the one thing I've noticed and observed um, that I wish we could shift away from, and I do think we as a collective are, especially um, speaking to women, Mm -hmm. is how hard we are on ourselves um you know we can be in the midst of something an illness or I mean really any circumstances right that come up and and even though any challenging circumstance already on its own is so much right and then you we tend to continue to get into these places where we are hard on ourselves like all the time <laughs> mm -hmm. about everything mm -hmm. and, and you know you may it's sneaky you don't necessarily realize that that is even what you are saying to yourself mm -hmm. um the messages you're giving yourself or how you feel about a certain situation like that it's your fault or you attracted it or um that you know that fine line there right because it is about taking radical responsibility for every circumstance that shows up but not beating yourself up for it, allowing this, a lot of grace and self-love and all those things. It comes really hard. It's really not something that comes second nature to us. And so for that, I just, you know, I, I would love to see that shift more where we don't give ourselves a hard time as much. We allow things to be in a messy process and not necessarily, you know, make ourselves feel wrong or bad or add on, like pile on, right? Because when, you know, when you, you, you need to, to have that soft space within yourself, I guess, is what I would say. It's like the thing that I've observed is n missing for a lot of women. And yeah. However you can create that self soft space, I think um, having even, you know, it, it doesn't have to be like a big, huge, elaborate situation. It can be like a few minutes, right? It can be like that just dedication to your day, starting your day with yourself and mm -hmm. in a loving way. Um, 
or ending your day in that way, right? Like, I mean, you can build on it. It doesn't have to be like this big perceive, because I think that's the other thing, right? We perceive things to be much more than they um, are. And in, in that way we build them up, right? And make them harder than they need to be. But, you know, there's a lot of healing that, I mean, if you're beating yourself up, you're definitely going against any efforts you're making and all the investment and all the resources you're putting toward your healing. It's definitely not in alignment. That's the one thing that I'm feeling called to share, I guess. Oh, and that's so powerful. And I, and I, and it's not easy, right? Cause when you are, I'm going to speak for myself in this moment. And it's something that I was highly and very strongly aware of that I was doing this past year because my physical shape changed so radically, so quickly out of my control because literally like my body wasn't functioning properly. And unfortunately, because when the, when the meat suit doesn't feel good, we don't feel good. Right. And it's a really hard moment to embody what you want to feel when the house that you're housed in is like in total distress. Mm. Right. I did find myself many times, many times just beating like why am I this way? How come I'm this way? And she's not that way. How come this affected me this way? And it didn't affect this. It's really sucky and it's hard. And yet it's the most important thing that we can do for ourselves is to get the conversation inside of your inside of yourself. Like you said, in total alignment, because otherwise it's like all the good that you're doing it's just like being taken away. And it's not about perfection either, even Mm-mm. in that, because mm-hmm. that's another thing. I mean, we could have a whole nother conversation around the expectations of perfection in yep. society, especially when you become halfway through your life like we are. I mean, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like it yep. gets out of control fast. And you can get, as I did, swept away with thinking that you are your appearance. Mm-hmm. And those messages are. Oh, they're, well, it's by, I mean, it's by design to tear us down. Sure, sure, sure. Huge amount of industry around that. Marketing always has been. I mean, that's, that's exactly the marketing is like you, I mean, I, it's a, a, a teacher technique. It's a coaching technique. Like if you're in sports, it's a technique that coaches Mm -hmm. use to like get their players to work harder. It's, Um, it was used in teaching yoga, make them feel bad about themselves. So they keep coming back. I mean, it's, it's a technique. It's a marketing message. It's, it's this for me, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out there sometimes. And for me, it was all about grieving something that I had and not allowing myself to be where I am right now. And, or, or it was, I had to grieve what I had. Like I wasn't letting myself, I still wanted to hold on to that so tightly. Mm-hmm. And the more I've just let myself like really let go and grieve this, um, I guess persona that I had played for so many years and not that I was being fake. It was definitely a part of me, but this way that I was actually the more my body has like settled down and like, 
grief is crazy. And we don't even talk about that piece of it mm-hmm. as it relates to what you're talking about too. Like I'm going to be 50 in a month and I could, I'm like, I fucking look great, man. And I haven't done Jack diddly to myself. Right. And I'm going to go all this way. However, I do understand. And I do realize that for so many years, even now looking back on what I looked like and my shape and my size, I was like, why even then I was negative talking myself all day long. Like I wasn't good enough. I wasn't thin enough. I wasn't this because I lived in a culture in a society. And you know, this, the yoga world is like Mm -hmm. the worst with it, like probably second to dance. Yeah. There's a lot of that in there. A lot of programming in there. Yeah. So it's, and not to make it all about that, but to what you're speaking of is like, we also the kindness to each other, the grace to each other and not taking away from someone else's experience and story because you, it makes, it might make you uncomfortable to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah. There's, um, there's a lot to unpack there. I mean, I think we are, it's pretty pervasive. It's not something that is like conscious in our minds that we are doing. We get real swept away with it because it is constantly um, out there in the field, right? Around us. And we, you know, can definitely pile on. I mean, never mind the fact that maybe you were told by people in your life that you weren't something enough, right? Or pretty enough, good enough, skinny enough, whatever, you know, um, all those messages in your immediate circle, but then, you know, there's the layers, right. Of, of how that has played out and now we absorb. And so it takes a lot of awareness and inner strength to be able to just get glimpses of, I mean, I, I totally relate to what you're saying. It's not easy. It's very, very pervasive and it, sneaks up on you and you don't even realize that you're comparing yourself and you look at yourself and you're like all about that Mm -hmm. Um, you know it it, it's a yeah that end of itself right now is like a major opportunity for for healing and restructuring right re redoing that whole thing yeah restructuring this like identity, you know, it's interesting. Um, and maybe you'll remember it, maybe you won't. And I think I, I remember it so clearly just because I taught it so many times, but the whole conversation of, uh, you are not this body, you are not your name, you are not mm-hmm. your title, you are not this. And it, I remember just teaching it. And every year it was this resistance from the crowd in front of me. Right. I'm I'm talking about yoga teacher training. People just couldn't understand this idea. Well, then if I'm not this, then who am I? Mm -hmm. And that is such a journey and it's such a, gosh, it's complex. And I, and I, you know, 
you mentioned your kids, right? And I think about my daughters and I think about the younger generations and I think about us at those ages. We didn't have these tools. We didn't have these conversations that were being had in front of us. They were probably happening, but they weren't uh, widespread. And if you did encounter somebody who was, they were a little strange and it wasn't, you you didn't want to be near them. They were like practicing witchcraft or something (laughs) like that. You know what I mean? And now here we are having these conversations where we are really helping young men and women uh, start to see that they're more than this and whatever this is, right? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And there's a lot of um, freedom in tapping into that. Mm-hmm other aspect of yourself right that mm. is not the physical it's yeah it's really more exciting over there <laughs> yeah this is all happening right this body is doing what it's doing and I'm like okay I can adjust in this way but who knows what the outcome is going to be is it going to be I don't know like right like I feel you I'm like okay mm-hmm. it's all just a big experiment I don't know I don't know yeah, it's definitely, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss for words because it's definitely like, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, okay, well, our time is going to be up here shortly and I want this conversation to keep going, but I'm like, how do I, how do I like, uh, tie this one up with a bow because it's actually really interesting and complex and really starts to tear down, um, even a lot of, you know, I even kind of sit back and I'm like, oh, what was I teaching? What was I doing? And then I'm like, nope, that's okay. Because that version of you just knew what you knew and that's what you were teaching and that's what you were doing. And I can look back even further and it's just this whole, like, um, where we're going is exciting and it doesn't have to be scary and you don't have to do any, like, and I, and I say this lightly, um, because I think sometimes people think that you have to get into all this, like really, I don't know why I want to label it this way, but you have to do something radical. You don't just open your mind to it and start seeing what's around you. You know, like when we ask for signs, signs are everywhere. Not even, not just in the moment that you ask for it. And then all of a sudden you're magically appearing it. Nope. Like right now in this moment, there are signs all over the place that for us to see and lean into, right? Um, I totally appreciate what you're saying. And this is, you know, uh, this whole conversation of, I mean, I think what we're getting at is around the, what we've been told about blank, right? Like Mm -hmm. I could, we could do a whole, I could do a whole podcast about what we've been told, like, you know, sure, sure. From, yeah, unpacking all that, right? Like there's a lot of illusions going on and there continues to be as you get older, especially because we've been told that we're going to get old and frail and all these things, yeah. you know, lose our value and yeah. worth and um, yeah. cling on no matter what. And then, you know, uh, the suffering that that creates is real and the disconnection from your natural self and s- rhythm allowing that right like allowing that I mean it is it's like you started off talking about laying in bed watching tv with your pants unbuttoned like yeah 
let your pants unbutton people like let it breathe it's going to be all right I was just planting down I was like yeah rest water joy I mean and this is really how this whole conversation began of like this evolution to and and you know to tell the story of Renee is really to tell the story of the evolution to herself. Thank you. And I received that, Marcia. And yeah, just great. just in the purest, most um, clear way. And what I will say once again is, you are who I've always known you to be. And what I see is the edges have softened, the pace has slowed down, the <clears throat> but the words are the same, the humor's there. And it's like, you're still you. And this is, I, I guess also, if we can wrap another uh, closure point to this conversation is just remember something, everyone, there is nothing wrong with you right you are not you don't need to be fixed you don't need to be changed if anything let's just continue to figure out who we are inside of all of it because it's always been there and the people who see you hold on to them love that I couldn't agree more thank you for seeing me Marsha and thank you for having me here to have this conversation and yeah I I just inspired by the work you were doing and the people you're touching and connecting with that's all very real and so needed love you i love you too and um i'm sure we're gonna have to have another sesh so maybe in season four maybe season five we'll see when we get to it but hey guys welcome to season four this is my kickoff um episode of the next season of the pod and I'm so happy that it was with you because I, I was on your podcast. You haven't been on mine yet. So this is fun. Thank you. And I'm happy to be here. Um, we'll talk to you guys soon and take care out there. Be kind to each other. Well, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us and listening and tuning in wherever you are listening to your podcast. Keep on listening, sharing, enjoying, and hey, follow us on social media. Instagram is msh underscore shift. You can also follow me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A underscore Hoffines, H-O-F-F-H-E-I-N-S. You can also find us on the book and join our makeshift tapping group. It's a public open group. We share goodies and information. Um, visit my website, marshallhoffines.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And we'll just keep you full of all the goodies. All of them. All the time. Talk to you soon.